Good evening, Baltimore. This is Hezekiah here, host of The Man in the Mirror. Tonight, I'm going to talk to you about something I haven't talked to you about before. You're going to get a little more about me and why I am here. Years ago, I've seen the light, and I didn't think, when I didn't think there was any light at the end of the tunnel. That is our program tonight. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is hope. If you want to chime in, you can do so by pressing the number one on your phone. And as we're moving along, I'm going to start off with prayer so we can get into this exciting um, theme that we have tonight. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for lying down. Lord, thank you, Lord, for waking up. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all those who are listening in. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all those who have been listening in, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the new listeners. We thank you, Lord, for the listeners who have been just faithful to the man in the mirror, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We ask you to bless us upon those um, who are sick right now, Lord, and on the airways, Lord, we ask you to bless them in a mighty way, Lord. We continue to ask you to bless upon this show, Lord, as it will be a revelation, be healing, be hope to someone that may be lost out there, um, out there, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. We thank you, Lord, for traveling mercy throughout the busy highways and byways, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, just to strengthen us throughout the rest of this show, Lord, and help it to be a blessing to those who are listening right now. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm just going to give you a short introduction about the show for those who have been listening, those who um, haven't heard. We'll also just thank you um, for helping us celebrate a couple of weeks ago our one-year anniversary on The Man in the Mirror with your man here, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and our co-host, Michelle Johnson. You can actually call in at 917-889-2271 to listen in, or you can go on to www blogtalkradio.com slash the man in the mirror. There you can log into the chat room and, you know, as we're doing the show, you may have some questions, you may have some comments, but we're just having a fabulous time as we're working on our second year of the man in the mirror. And tonight's episode is something dear to me because um, I gave a pre- show a few days ago just to warm everybody up to it and um i'll give you some background as we go through this thing we call life it can really take a toll on us at one time in my life i thought i i was exempt from that but guess what people i wasn't when i got caught up in my sin and god allowed me to suffer the consequences that came along with sin i really didn't know what to do I was in a very dark place in my life, not just spiritually, but physically. I'm just as human as everyone else. And one time I probably, I think I wasn't human, but God had to show me that you're just as human as everyone else. I said to myself, that would never happen to me. And how many of us have ever said that? Or I would never do that. And not too long after saying that, I had my I had a, uh, my moment of thirty seconds of 
stupidity, which was quoted from um, the conference that I went to last weekend, um, which was presented by Deacon um, Farr, one of my good friends here on the airlines. Um, he gave us a man up conference, and Pastor Larry Watkins was the one who taught the men, because men go through too, ladies. So don't think men don't go through. Don't go through. But um, he told us about that those thirty seconds of stupidity at that moment that you're thinking, you're thinking of ways of what you're, you're you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. You're thinking of how you're going to do it, and um, you don't know what you know what you're going to do. But um, as he said, um, we need several things for that 30 seconds of opportunity to happen. And as soon as the third one came, which was opportunity, that's what I um, fell for. Um, I got caught up in sin. And he also mentioned, he said, that Slayton slow walked me, and I never seen it coming. It just came. He took the little sexual escapades that I started to dab in here and there and turned it into a full-blown monster. Did I see it coming? Mm, no, but it came. We never thought that we wouldn't get caught because we always say we know what we're doing. And how many of us ever said that? We know what we're doing. But do we really know what we're doing? That is the trick of the image that he puts in our mind. Well, he did He did that. I'm sorry. He did come to me, and I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. I was slow walk to a slow death, a death that was about to separate me from me and my father in heaven. And with that, I'm going to move on. I'm, um, I'm going to give you a little background of a couple things. You know, when I got slow walked and the sin that I got caught up in, God gave me time out um, in the Baltimore detention facility. And within that, you know, I was locked up for 86 days and I had nothing to do but read the word of God. And as I was in there, I was trying to actually find myself again, figure out what was going on, what am I going to do with my life? How did I get here? Because I still couldn't figure out how I got got here. And I'm trying to figure out what can I do to get back into the graces of God. And with that, um, I remember finding a Bible because I, I didn't get to my Bible, um, finding a Bible and started reading. And I will tell you that I read more words during that stay that I read my whole entire life. And as I was there, he was, I called that chapter in my book, 86 Days of Sanctification, because God was separating me. Even though I was inside, God was separating me for himself. And I remember as, you know, as I was daily reading my word, talking to people, people would come up to me that were just coming in, are you doing Bible study? And I'm like, looking, I'm looking at them like they're crazy. But the Lord told me, go ahead and do Bible study. So I started a Bible study in my cell. And as time goes on, you know, people were just coming in, and I had to actually read the word to be able to give out the word. And that's one thing we have to be careful. If God wants us to do something, we have a choice. Either we do it or we don't. And I'm already, I already fell. And I'm already, you know, you know, going through for my sin. So, 
God was telling me, okay, I need you. While things are going on on the outside, I need you here. So basically, I had to get myself ready, and I started preaching the word, telling the word, witnessing the people. And that's all I was doing, witnessing, holding Bible studies, and telling them about the love of Jesus Christ. And I remember one of my favorite stories was, which my pastor just um, talked about, was the story of David and Goliath. Because it, David had to have strength knowing that Goliath was bigger than him. And the situation I was in was a lot bigger than me. So I had to have faith. I had to know that I don't know what was going on, um, that I couldn't lose hope, but just to remember. And um, a point that I wanted to reference was that at one time, there was a young Caucasian male that was sick. And while he was sick, he was in a section we couldn't get to him as people who knew him as friends. Um, he was bent over on the floor and just, he, you know, they say either he was, you know, did drugs before, maybe going through, I don't know, or someone said he was passing a stone, you know. So I'm like, okay, this young man was bent over, hurt, really hurt, and a lot of young men, you know, that were in there were start showing compassion. They were upset. They, You know, we couldn't do anything, and I was upset because, you know, the only thing I could do was go on myself and pray and hope that things were going to get better um, for him as time was coming on. So as I was in my cell, I was praying, and I was singing hymns, the hymns that I remember. Because sometimes you know, when we're in trouble, our mind just goes blank, and we don't remember anything. So I was singing hymns so people would be able to, you know, so I would, you know, just be in the spirit and just magnify God at that time. And while I was in my cell, someone knocked on my door and asked me to come, you know, talk to him. So it was another young man. And this is something that I wouldn't, I didn't write in a book, you know, because I just felt I wrote the important things. But it was something that I will never forget. This man asked me to come talk to him because he was upset about what was going on with that young man. He was having compassion because he said he knows what it feels like. And he was just talking to me. And he was, you can tell he was upset because he started crying. So I'm like, okay, Lord, what's going on here? We know I'm in the cell with a grown man. And this grown man started crying because this man was having compassion. And I'm like, you know, and and I'll be real. You know, I'm in there saying, okay, I'm not in here for this. All I'm trying to do is get out. And I was having a tug of war with God. And I'm like, okay, God, it's either me or whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. You know, there's always back in my mind, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm not in here for this. But when a man starts crying, is it time for you to put your, I had to put my, Kai had to put his feelings behind and say, okay, Lord, what you would have me to do. So I let him talk. And he started talking and said he knows how it is because he's been through stuff like that, and he wouldn't want anyone to go through that. And I can understand with, stand with him. So what I did was after he got finished talking and, you know, I was, you know, consoling him, and we prayed again for that young man. Because many times when we go through, we need to continue to pray. We need to continue to call on the name of God. And, you know, you know, one day that could have been us. 
but it wasn't us. It was someone having compassion for someone else. And, you know, again, that was something I that blew my mind because here I am, you know, for my sin that was exposed, and God did it for a reason to bring me back to him and to keep me safe from all the things that were going outside, you know, of where I was at and around um, to prepare me to be able to go out and preach his word and be a witness wherever I go. And I, I'm Pastor always tell you, you know, we don't always have to have a collar on. We don't know a backwards collar, as he calls it. We don't always have to um, have a, um, we don't always have to be, you know, have us, you know, cloth or whatever as the preachers have. But we are we are all sermons and shoes. People know us, and I guess they seen the light, even though I was in a dark place. There was a light, you know, that was shining over me. And then I, I laugh sometimes today. I probably was trying to put that light out because sometimes we don't want people to know. And that's nothing but a trick of the devil. You know, you try to dab that light out, and but that's nothing but a trick of the devil. So we have to, you know, let our light shine. And my light was shining in a dark place, you know, even though, you know, part of me didn't mind. Part of me was saying the, the quicker I get out of here, the quicker I be. But, again, I had to study God's word, study God's word. I had to fast. There was times, and um, there was times that I was fasting, and a young man came to me. I called him my young Timothy because he became like a little, you know, I started mentoring him in the word. Um, he started coming to me. We started talking. And um, I had to be front up and honest with him. I started talking to him, and um, I started fasting. I actually taught him how to fast. I remember at times, you know, while he was fasting, I wasn't fasting. So um, he would come to me, didn't even ask about it. He would come to me and ask that I want his food because he was fasting. I'm like, oh, okay. And so, you know, but that was nothing but God because I taught this young man or prayed with him, you know, gave him the scripture, studied with him. Um, I poured into him what was poured into me. And that's what God wants us to do. Even though you're in a tight spot or whatever is going on in your life at that moment, we have to continue to pour into other people. Don't get so caught up in your situation that you stop doing God has you to do. Because if God sends someone to you, you can't go, oh, I'm just worried about what's going on with me. So, you know, what was me? No, we can't do that. Because whatever's going on in our life, Colossians 3, 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the glory of Christ, given name, glory of God, given um, glory to the name of Jesus Christ. And that was, you know, that was a paraphrased version, but that's what the Bible says, whatever we do. Uh, we can't stop that, whatever we do. You know, there's times when things are going to be going on in our life, and we have to continue to do it. We can't stop just because we have issues and problems going on in our life. That's not what the Lord wants. He wants us to do whatever, you know, he wants us to do. Do it all in the name of the glory of God. And I want to make sure I got it correct. And this is what it says. And whatever, Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, 
through it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks unto God the Father through him. So when we get caught up, when we don't understand, when we're going through, we still have to maintain our relationship with Christ. And if someone's in need, it's better for us to stop what we need because Jesus came to be a servant. So he can serve the disciples. You know, he was going to wash the disciples' feet, and they didn't want him to do that. But he said he has to do that because he was being a living example to them. And, you know, that's one of the, the um, best examples that I can give you. You know, at that time when I was going through, I was in a dark spot. I was in a dark place. You know, did I see any light at the end of the tunnel? No, because um, that's what we're talking about. Many times we don't see that light that we're looking for. We're looking for that light to come on and give us that strength that we need to keep going. I mean, that light may be so far down that we will never see it, but we have to know that um, that light is there. Sooner or later, it's going to come up, you know, and God was truly working on me because, you know, to me, even though I was, it wasn't dark literally, but in my mind, I'm in a dark situation in my life because you don't want to be somewhere, especially, you know, locked up somewhere, and you don't want people to know what you've done. I didn't want people to know what I've done. I didn't want to know what they did. Now, my thing is, I don't. I wouldn't care because guess what? Sin is sin to me. We all made our mistakes in life, and I wanted people to see the true me, to see my heart. The word says, "God, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart." Um, and with that, I'm just going to bring on our co-host Michelle Johnson. She should be there. See if she has any comments on everything that I've said so far. Michelle, are you there? I am here. Um, I just wanted to, first of all, I wanted to say to you that, you know, I thank God that while you were going through your trial that you didn't lose sight of God. Sometimes we get lost when when we do something that we think is so bad that God can't forgive us. And we know better than that. God and his word, we know that he, as long as we confess our sins and repent, that he's just to forgive us. But sometimes people get into feelings that the things that they've done or been a part of are so bad or so horrible that they cannot be forgiven. So I thank God that you were able to go through the storm and come out on the other end still knowing that God loves you and and God cares about you and that he can cleanse you from all unrighteousness, anything that has happened. You know, people uh, put degrees on sin sometimes. And we, we as humans, we understand that you know, just for some for some things or, or some sins or whatever, we kind of feel like it's worse than others or, um, well, if I just, you know, 
run over your foot with my car by mistake, you know, that may be one thing, even though that will surely hurt and will feel bad or whatever. But, but um, you know, that's, that is kind of different than when if I took the car and just hit you to, to kill you. So, you know, it's different, but to God, sin is sin. And so, you know, he can forgive all sin. And there's some people, somebody walking around out in the world today that thinks they've they've done something so horrible that they can't come to God. So that is absolutely not true. And we can all be cleansed and we can all come to God and God will be just to forgive us. So I just thank God that you were able to make it through. And for all of of the people of God who made it through the trial, you know, it doesn't stop when you're in the storm. We're supposed to go all the way through. Amen, amen, amen. I thank you uh, for that. And, again, when that storm comes and when those trials come, we may be so far in the back. God is trying to help us and to keep us he's trying to push us through he's trying to push us through but i remember um pastor tony i I forgot what church he goes to but he said it's almost like waiting for a bus and many of us who have waited for a bus we know that bus is coming sooner or later maybe on schedule maybe off schedule but we're on the corner and we're waiting for that bus. sometimes we start walking towards it sometimes we start walking away from it but we know that that we know that that bus is coming, or a bus is coming sooner or later. So it's almost the same thing that there is a light at that end of that tunnel. It may be dark right now, but we know if we keep pushing forward, if we keep going forward, we'll get there. We cannot stop. Many times people, you know, give up. Or, you know, and, that's, and as um, Michelle said, that's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to give up and just stop. That way we ain't got to worry about it. He has he, he got the victory instead of God getting the victory. But God wants us all to get the victory through Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to stop, even though it may look dim. But there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. You know, I you know. Trust me, I was going through. You know, I, you know, you know. God has a knows that um, Hezekiah doesn't like to keep still, but he needed to nurture me again. He needed to saturate me with His Word. He needed me to read, 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 read. Not just to read, but read for understanding. Read not just to read, but read for knowledge. Read not to read. But read, read to be able to fill others. You know, we all have a selfish tendency. Well, I'm just doing this for me, so you know, I don't want to worry about nobody else because I got my own issues right now. And many times, um, when we start helping others, even though we're going through, God has a way of, you know, God has a way of rewarding us for that because that way we took it off of us. And put it on someone else That's what God is trying to do And that's what he was trying to do in my life He was telling me You need to take it off of self And you You need to Take it off of self 
and put it on other people. There's no way that we can do this and be in this tunnel and not know what's going on, be in this situation in our life and and not know what's going on. But God does know that God does know that we are here and we're waiting for him. He knows that. He definitely knows that. He does know that we are here and listening and for him. Um, any comments, Nichelle? Well, yeah, we all need to understand that God can hear us at any time. I think uh, it's all about our heart. It's all about the heart. So if your heart is right, we all make mistakes. We all do things that we may have never thought that we were going to do or never thought would even um, be anything that came up in our life. That happens. It really happens. And so we need to know that uh, despite anything, that God still hears you. If if you are sincere in your desire to come back to a place of relationship with God, he will hear you. He will answer prayer. He will bless you. He will keep you. He will help you through the storm and bring you out on the other side. Most definitely. I'm actually enjoying you know, enjoying this talk right now because, again, I want people to know that is even though it does seem, you know, dark, does seem like you'll never get to where you're going to be, God is always there. God will definitely be there to support you. He's going to be there to actually strengthen you as always. He's going to be there because as I was telling my word, he was comforting me, and that's what he needed me to do. He needed me to be comforted so I'll know what's going on in my life, that I know that actually he's there for me, and he wanted me to be there for other people. That's what he was looking for. He needed me to be there for other people to get my mind off what I was going through. He wanted me to put my mind on him, to trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean out to thy own understanding and all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct that thy path. The only way that we'll be able to understand what God wants in our lives if we keep our mind stayed on him. We have to get our mind off of ourselves. We definitely have to get our minds off of ourselves because if we don't, you know, that's just being selfish. And truly, God doesn't want us to be selfish. And uh, we're near the halfway mark. Um, This is the man in the mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and your co-host, Michelle Johnson. You can call in at 917-889-2271. Again, that's 917-889-2271. And we are doing tonight's episode is There Is Light at the End of the Tunnel. And I'm going to give you some words from our sponsors, you know, people that have been helping support the man in the mirror. And um, a note from a few of our supporters, Music Instruction for Our Learners, Inc., 
where music knows no age. If you are interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. instructors. And please visit us on our new and improved website at www.mifalinc.org. Thank you. Also, another sponsor is the Kirby Boss Project. Kirby Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Kirby chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Kirby Boss Project and their website at www.kirbyboss.com. And I also want to give you guys some information on our up, one of our upcoming episodes, which will be next week on the 6th. On the 6th, we will have a live interview with uh, Ms. Tashina Davis, CEO of Purposely Created Publishing. And she will be here. Um, and a little information, after being abandoned in Philadelphia by her mother, as an infant and watching her father battle with drug addiction throughout her early childhood and teenage years, Taishina naturally developed the ability to decipher and resolve challenges. At the age of 16, she dropped out of high school and moved to Washington, D.C. On her own, on her, on her own to attend Job Corp. During this few New journey, she began to accept her obstacles as life-changing opportunities, which fueled her ambition to work hard towards her achieving goals. So there will be more information going out for next week's episode, but we want you to tune in next week on The Man in the Mirror when we will, at 9 p.m., where we will have a live interview with Ms. Tashina Davis, CEO of Purposely Created publications. We're going to take a few minutes on our break right now, and when we come back, um, you can call call in at 917-889-2271. Press number one on your phone if you have anything to say. And also, um, you know, you can give us a praise report if you like. But our show tonight is There Is Light at the End of the Tunnel. To hide from the light We made friends with the night We were headed the wrong way On a one-way track Going nowhere fast We got used to the dark We thought this is who we are And we figured that we were just too far gone But we were wrong Cause love came running like a river And we got washed in the water
if you, you know, want to comment or have any questions. And tonight we are discussing there is light at the end. When it seems dark, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Because many times in our life it's going to seem like it has been dark. But, of course, we have to understand that as as God's children, we know that, guess what? God is there and he's going to help us. God is always going to be there to help us regardless. It's up to us if we are going to actually follow and go towards the light. And I'm going to do a scripture that I just wanted to wait to the second part of our show. Um, Proverbs 13, 12, and it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So basically, when that hope in our life is deferred, when we're going through, I mean, that actually hurts. I mean, we're anxious. Okay, 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 I'm trying to get to this. I don't know if that light is there. But hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled. When we finally get to that destination in our life, then that longing to fit, that that longing is when we get there, God is going to be there waiting for us. Again, it's Proverbs thirteen twelve. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life, and that is the NIV New International Version. Okay, we are actually taking questions or um, answers. I see people have. Log, logging into the chat room. Um, Michelle, did you want to mention anything that's going on in the chat room? Well, we have a viewer in the chat room. And uh, he actually has a comment, and I, I don't want to kill his name. <laughs> so... I'll just uh, say, uh, Mr. Yamaya, um, and one of the comments that he has is, for many generations, a world has been deceived and flattered in the darkness, not knowing to seek all that for a long time has been forgotten. So, and he was quoting Isaiah 46, 8 through 3. So... We just have a few, a couple of uh, comments from him in the chat room in reference to being in the darkness. Okay. Now, uh, we, uh, thank, uh, we thank uh, Mr. Um, Ed Yamayak um, Gospel for um, revealing the information to us because, again, um, as generation after generation, people are going to go through. We all go through. And many times we don't know what to do when we are going through, and that's a, you know, and that's when God has to get our attention. We may not like the way He gets our attention, but He gets our attention. And in mind, He had to sit me down for a little bit, put me in timeout, and make me actually study, discern, and grow. He wanted Kai to learn. Okay, this is what I want you to do. Thus says the Lord. It ain't going to be thus says Kai anymore. It's going to be thus says the Lord. Is that an easy lesson to learn? No. Did I see any light at the end when it was dark? Did I see any light into that tunnel? No. Um, did I like it? I didn't like any of it. But it wasn't for me to like. It was for me to say, you know what, God, I'm 
with a, your thy will be done. And um, that's what Jesus said before he even went to the cross. He said, not my will, but yours. He ain't want to go to that cross. And I know many of us, if someone said, we're going to crucify you, uh, if we had a choice, we probably wouldn't do it because that was Christ's dark hour. He didn't, you know, he knew he was God's son. He knew he what he had to do. That was his dark time and dark hour in his life. But he said, not my will. But thy will be done. Many times we won't even say this to ourselves. Because, you know, I was running. I was running left and right. I knew I was wrong after I finally, you know, got myself together. But, again, I'm trying to get out. I'm not worried about these people around me. But out of it came for a love of men, a love of my mankind. Men go through. Men go through their um, 30 seconds of stupidity. And after I went through my 30 seconds of stupidity, I had to actually be there for other people, for other men, to be a light for them. It doesn't have to, it doesn't definitely be a dark tunnel, but it can be somewhere that people will see that there's a glimpse of light in you or me. That when people see that little glimpse of light, they will know that there is hope. When people talk to you and hear your story, because we all have a story, they will know that there is hope. I don't have to go through this alone. You know, many times we think, and that me myself also, that, you know, I thought that I would have to go through this alone. We don't have to go through this alone. We have to remember that. There are other Christians among us, there, but first there is God Almighty. He's going to be there every step of the way. But we have to continue to realize that, hey, I'm not going through this alone. Because, you know, when you think you're going through alone, that's the trick of the devil. He thinks that, hey, you're by yourself. Everybody left you. Everybody turned their back on you. No, that's not the truth. That is so not the truth. The truth is that Jesus is with you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So whatever situation you're in, he, or you're in, we're in, he's just waiting for us to be quiet. He's just waiting for us to settle down so we can listen. And I remember um, C. Maria Wall saying that sometimes we just have to quiet down and listen. And with people today, that's the hardest thing to do, to quiet down. And listen, you're listening live with the man in the mirror with your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. You can call in at 917-889-2271. Uh, hit the number one if you have a comment. Um, and also, you can log in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the man in the mirror. You are. We are here just having a good time tonight, talking about when it is dark, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I don't want anyone ever think that whatever you go through, you know, the baddest sin, the worst sin, there is no such thing as the worst sin. Sin is sin. Whatever you go through, don't give up. Don't give up hope. Many times we go through and we are ready to give up hope. I'm living witness that you don't give up. If you give up, that's what Satan wants you to do. When Jesus Christ went to the grave, Satan thought he won. 
But three days later, guess what? He rose. It was just a matter of time. And Satan didn't know what to do. He went down there, took the keys of death, let the people out, and he rose on the third day. Satan wasn't expecting that because he thinks he knows you know, everything. But when you're God, you're God. When you're Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are one. So Satan didn't know what was going on. He didn't know God's plan, but God knew his plan. So when he took those keys and snatched those keys and let the people free and rose up from the grave, that was his light. He became, after that, a light to everyone else. After that, to this day. Any comments, Michelle? No, no comment on that. I'm just meditating on what you were just saying. Okay. Not a problem. We are um, a little less than 13 minutes left in the show. And, I'm, again, I'm having a good time. We're talking about when it's dark, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Never, and I gave, you know, just a little brief synopsis of what I went through. And at the time when I thought that there was not going to be any light at the end of my tunnel, because, again, when you're going through, we're thinking of self. We're thinking, okay, I'm never going to make it. I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to get to the other side. And um, here's a good example of you gotta you gotta stay hope you gotta stay hopeful. You gotta keep looking for that light. And sometimes we gotta be careful because I mentioned in my pre-show that um, I, I heard a long time ago that if you're in war and you're out on the front line, and if you like to smoke, you're not going to light that cigarette. If you, because either the match or the amber from your cigarette can be seen for several miles, and you'll be a dead target. Because only the when we're looking for the littlest light, all we need to see is a dimmer or a flash or something. So if someone can't shoot you or get a missile after you from a couple miles out just for seeing one flicker of a light or amber, then what can God do if we just hold on and wait and keep walking towards that tunnel, keep going, not giving up? Because the easiest thing to do is to give up. If we give up, then we've given in. And then if we've given in, then Satan has won the victory. And that's not what we want the devil to do. That's what he wants to do. He wants us to give up. And like He's always whispering in our ear, give up. There's no hope. There's no hope. It's not going to happen. He wants us to give up. But that is not going to happen. And we just have to continue, ladies and gentlemen. We have to continue knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I know, and I'm a witness because I'm here today. I went through my trials and tribulations, and the Lord has brought me a long way. And I know he's going to continue to bring you a long way. He's going to continue to bring others a long way because as we listen to these episodes, as we listen to the people that come on, Everyone has a story. Um, I gave you a little synopsis of next week's story. Everyone has a story. And it's our job to get that story out there so other people will know that, hey, as Proverbs thirteen twelve says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, 
but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So we have to continue knowing that, you know what, whatever's going on right now, at this moment, that if I stand my word, if I keep my eyes on Christ, um, speaking of, we all know the story of when Christ was out on the water, and he told, walking on water, and he told, and the disciples were amazed, and he told Peter, come out. And Peter like, okay. So Peter went out and started walking. As he kept his eyes on Christ, he started walking on the water. But as soon as self got in, okay, it's impossible to walk on water. Why am I walking on water? As soon as he took his eyes off of Christ and started thinking about self, then guess what? He started sinking, and he called, Lord, save me, and the Lord um, picked him up. But again, we have to, like Peter, keep our eyes on Christ. Keep our eyes on the prize. Keep our eyes in the Word. We gotta. We have to study the Word. The Timothy says, "Study to show thyself approved." We have to fast. You know, like I taught the young man. I call like my young Timothy in the book. I taught him how to pray and fast. That way, he was ready. Whatever he was going through, he said he was ready. To take it That was nothing that I did That was something that Christ did I let Christ use me I let him in my dark situation I was a light to people Which I didn't understand I, And you know many times like I said I didn't want to be anybody's light I just wanted out And I continue to say that today And I just thank the Lord for using me Because as he was using me He was showing me that I got you you ain't got to worry about anything. I got you. Regardless of what it looks like, I got you. You know, there is going to be dark times. There's going to be dark times in all our lives. But we got to remember, God says, I got you. Any Amen. comments, Michelle? Yeah, I think we need to stop worrying about ourselves. We get so caught up in worrying about ourselves and all that's happening to us and and we do the woe is me and get in a pity party, we get stuck, we even get depressed and discouraged. Um, But the biggest thing is, you know, stop thinking about yourself all the time. And honestly, just we as humans, we are very self-centered people. So everything is kind of everything is kind of me, 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 me. Woe is me. It's all about me. Why me? All this, you know, that's going on. But if you actually get to the point where you're worried about what God's will is instead of your own, where you're worried about praying for other people more than you pray for yourself. And when you're worried about helping others and giving to others more than you're worrying about what you're getting, then it you can you can get to a place where you are content. And then the most miraculous thing will happen in your contentment. You you will get blessed. Why will you get blessed? Because the Lord knows 
that if he blesses you, that you'll still keep praying more for others than yourself. You'll still bless others or give to others more than you take for yourself. And that you'll be worried about what to do with any blessings he gives gives you that will be his will and not your own. And it, it's a funny thing because I think people think the opposite, the very opposite of, of what we kind of should be thinking. We're thinking, if I take care of me first, then I can help other people. Mm-hmm. And most of us, you know, think like that. Well, if I take you got to take, and matter of fact, people even say that, well, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. And I've heard that a million times. But with God, God always defies man's reasoning. So with God, it's almost the exact opposite. If you take care of God, your relationship with him, his kingdom, and what his will is first, that's when you'll get blessed. And then you'll also be able to bless others because he will bless you abundantly above anything that you hope or thought of. You know, he will bless you more than which with more than what you need so that you can actually turn around and bless other people. Amen. Or the opposite of that, actually, you can you'll be able to still be blessed with what he gives you even after you bless other people. Let's look at it that way. But um yeah, so we have to we have to take this world's mindset and kind of get rid of it. This this natural mindset that we have and have a more spiritual mindset uh and be worried about the things of God and the things of God's kingdom. And then all things, as the word tells us, will be added. Amen. And I just pulled this up from Charles Stanley. And when we go through and when we are shamed and when we, you know, are ashamed of the sin that we've committed, Charles Stanley wrote in one of his um, lessons, Satan uses this false sense of shame to paralyze us inevitably. Guilt leads us to doubt God's love and salvation, which paves the way for fear and insecurity and leaves us unable to enjoy life. It can also open up the door to physical symptoms like depression. So we have to be careful because we all go through this. When we fall down, he wants us to get up because the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. That's the doing. The doing is getting up. Even though we feel shame, we feel just uncomfortable about what's going on in our life, the things that we've done. Don't let that paralyze you, as Charles Stanley said. Don't let that guilt get you so caught up that you're just there not wanting to move on, but you are paralyzed. Um, But he wants you to get up, move on, and keep pressing towards the mark, keep pressing towards that light. Because many times we sure change ourselves. We we could be two miles away from that light, but we decide to give up. And that is not what he wants us to do. There is light at the end of that tunnel. There is hope. That hope will come through if we just decide to continue and keep going. You're listening live. We have with a man of Mary with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host Michelle Johnson. We are under a few minutes left um, for this evening's episode of When It's Dark. 
there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's been a great time. I've had a great time just, you know, talking to you guys and giving you some information I've never talked about before. And I appreciate you guys. And again, next week we will miss we will have Miss Tashina, if I'm correct, don't don't get me wrong, Miss Tashina Davis. She is the CEO of Purposely Created Publishing. She will grace us with her presence next week, and you know, and, uh, and you'll hear some more information. You can check in on the website at the, on Hezekiah Hezekiah L. Montgomery www. com. Click on the iTalk Radio link, and it will take you to the page, which will give you more information about that. Um, I thank you, Michelle, for everything you've done tonight, for all the help you've given out with tonight's show. And I thank C. Maria Wall for keeping me on track of things that I may forget as I'm getting ready for these shows. And, again, please log on to my website at Um We are still doing the fundraiser for Rediscovering Kind of the Play. Check out my website. Um, and hit the GoFundMe link, and it will give you all the information that we, we're um, working on. And, again, go to the website, check it out, hit my guest book, and just give us some more information, you know, about you. You know, because, again, we love you, we adore you, we just thank you for every all those who have been listening, for those who have been listening for the past year, those who are going to listen. We just want you to know that we love you, um, and we want you to keep tuning in because the shows are just getting better and better. This is Hezekiah uh, Montgomery signing off, and I'll see you at the mirror. <laughs>